Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another bonus episode of We Podcast. Now we know things where we usually recap all of the week's nerdy news, but this time we're going to be doing a breakdown of the entire E3 2021 week, well, really weekend into the week. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn gamer in the business, Sam Matura. Let the games begin. This is this is going to be wild, my friend. I don't know how long we're about to record. We just did an episode, our mainline episode 241. I'm a little tired. I'm a little wired, and I'm ready to go, baby. And, and we got, like you said, we have a shit ton of games to talk about. Like, I think a shit ton is an understatement. We're, uh... Listen, E3 was from, we already did Summer Game Fest, so we'd actually, that's a good thing that that happened on a day we recorded. Oh, we had to break it up. There's no way we could have talked about everything. You're we absolutely right. Games. Absolutely right. And so if you're interested in our Summer Game Fest impressions, go listen to episode 240, and you'll have our full recap of the Summer Game Fest thing. But starting Saturday, this past Saturday, was Ubisoft, and then Sunday was Microsoft, Monday was kind of a day off. Tuesday, or actually, Square Enix was in there, I think. And then Tuesday was Nintendo. So uh, over those four days, uh, was that Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday? Yeah, so over those four days, we had four press conferences, major ones. I mean, like Gearbox, Capcom, they all did them. They were shit. My big takeaway from E3 2021 is that not everybody needs a press conference. They were horseshit outside of the big two major ones, uh, Xbox and Nintendo. But before we dive into, you know, game by game and give our analysis and our top three, you may have listened to 241 and said, there's no top three this week. It's because our top three is here in the bonus. We're obviously going to give our games of the show. We can't do an EU three recap without our games of the show. We got to have a top three, but we don't gotta have two. We don't want to overload it. Just yeah, we don't want to spoil you guys. You no know, one's good. I was hoping for a top six. I asked. I was denied, but that's okay. I actually didn't ask, but we always do it legal. We always do a top three. I can't do top six. I think Sam's going to be very surprised by my top three. I'm very looking forward to that. I I think we have one, uh, maybe two games on the list of the same games. Wow. That would shock me if we do. Um, I, I don't know. We'll see. But one, two, real quick. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. I got 18 predictions right. Just want to point that out. This is what you do, though, Greg. You, you, you know, you went to, you're a reporter. You know this stuff. You predicted it. <laughs> this is what you went to school. They trained you for this. <laughs> and I like video games. We did a poll on Twitter and on Facebook and asked you, our lovely listeners, what you want us to cover first. And we'll get there. We want to talk about our overall impressions. But we said, would you like us to kick the show off with Nintendo? Or would you like to kick us to kick the show off uh, with Xbox? And 91% of you said Nintendo, which was shocking to me that it was that lopsided, um, at least on that platform. Twitter, Xbox actually won. But when you combine them both together, Nintendo still blew them away. And by- so Nintendo wins. Uh, yeah, by I think like 14, so total or something like that. I can't even remember the number. But yeah, so uh, I'm really excited to kick off with Nintendo. But before we get to that, Sam, E3 2021, it's in the books. You watched all the conferences. What did you think of the week overall? I would say even though most of these games, I guess, I, I'm a PlayStation guy. I don't have a Switch. I don't have an Xbox. So obviously a lot of this wasn't for me. But for what I watched to see what's coming from Microsoft, Nintendo, and everyone else, I I actually really enjoyed myself. I, I was 
pleasantly surprised from a, a few different games that that kind of came out of nowhere that I didn't expect to like as much as I did. And it's just amazing what, what they can do on the new Xbox just to see what kind of Nintendo is going on. And it, it was an enjoyable four days. E3, the Electronic Entertainment Expo. I could replace one of those three E's with another E word, and that's entitled. Uh, this is the week where the games, the, you know, the, the gamers out there just feel so entitled, man. It is so annoying for me, quite frankly, to log on to social media and people bitch and complain and like reading the Twitch chat, the YouTube chat. This game sucks. Whereas it's, it's like, yeah, these games aren't for everybody. And yeah, there wasn't a ton of giant major bombshell announcements. What did you expect? We're in a pandemic still. Yeah. And, Games and, take years. Like, what are we talking about? Here? Yeah, and I and I know you you said it on like the pod many times. Like, games are next. Games are going to kind of be the next thing. Kind of hit. They're going to get hit the tail end. Like they were good in the beginning, but kind of at the end, they're going to get hit. And it, 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 it's showing. It's proving true, and it, in a major way. And PlayStation and Xbox are probably feeling it a little bit more than Nintendo, even though COVID is still really pretty rampant in Japan. The Turnaround time and graphical fidelity and things like that of a Nintendo game are just different. It's not that they're easy. It's just different than the AAA yeah. mocap. Like Mario Golf is not mocap. Last of <laughs> Us 2 is. So, yeah. like, you yeah. know what I mean? There's just that little difference there that Nintendo can still churn and burn maybe a little bit quicker. And this is, quite frankly, the, the last year and coming and even through this year, this is the indie's time to shine. Yeah. This is where a lot of genuinely wonderful indie games have been and will be released. So if that's your cup of tea, congratulations. But man, games are being uh, you know, affected as we speak. And now you see theaters opening back up, but now you see this game's delayed till 2022. And 20, like 2022 looks fucking stacked. Oh, it, it, like, like I said, I think it was last pod, like 2022 was probably going to be like a banging game a year for me to play <laughs> games again. 22 was my off year or 2021 was my off year, 2020. You know what I mean? It is what it is, but it, it's it's looking good over the horizon. God, God of War Ragnarok, Elden Ring, Pokemon Legends, and that's just, you know potentially Breath of the Wild too. Like that's and that's it for now. Like that's crazy that all that stuff. Maybe even a new Spider Man. Who knows? The stuff we don't even know about. Uh, just twenty twenty two and like, boy howdy! What yeah, a freaking! I need a PlayStation Direct pronto, please. Yeah, I think we'll get a state of play in July. I'm pretty confident in that. If not August, I think we'll get our next direct in September, maybe October. Oh, wait, we got Batman 2022. So, that, oh, yeah, that's it. Gotham Knights and Suicide Squad kills Justice League and the Harry Potter RPG. We got a ton. So, yeah, you're right. There you go. I forgot a bunch. So, like, when you think about all these people, so this E3 sucked and this, that, the other thing. It, no, it didn't suck. It just didn't give you the bombshell that you wanted that you can make your tweet that gets two likes. Like it's, I, I, And I'm talking about from a guy who, uh, guys, I don't have these systems and I still enjoyed myself. And that's coming from somebody who, like me who barely ever gets two likes. I die for two likes on every tweet. No. <laughs> uh, uh, in, in all seriousness, man, you just got to keep in mind that, yes, a lot of these announcements were either updates to games we knew about or smaller scale things things and it's like be okay with that for a year we're in a pandemic i still enjoyed the show immensely i will again i will hammer home the point of you know even ubisoft didn't need its own conference square enix they that show sucked but again give it the fact there's a lot i think it sucked for other reasons outside of it didn't i mean i feel like like them they could have combined and just had maybe like a strong 10 to 15 minutes each 
and then just had one show instead of just kind of stretching that out. But that's just me. They could have just taken their top two games, Guardians and Mario, shoved Mario in the direct, which it was anyway, and shoved Guardians in the Xbox conference. And then those two didn't need conferences and we could have just had two. So like <laughs> it just it just blows my mind that like Capcom and Take Two and Gearbox, where Randy Pitchford was just on the set of the Borderlands movie, knocking on Kevin Hart's door like he gave a shit. It was so really just rough to watch. But from a game's perspective, I enjoyed this E3. I thought Xbox had its best showing in five years, maybe. I thought Nintendo had their best direct since E3 2019. That's two years, even though there, there wasn't any directs really in 2020 outside of a Mini and a Mario. So, like, it's been a long time since I was able to be hyped off of a conference like this. And I think it, for me, what I expected, it delivered. Uh, but people asked to kick off with Nintendo. So let's not waste any more time, Sam. Let's dive in to the 2021 e3 nintendo direct and we got our smash character we we you know we're getting two we're getting two i've shouted from the rooftops no we're not we're gonna get the last one in september it will be master chief he will say master chief finishes the fight i've said that before in this podcast i thought this one would be crash bandicoot it was not sadly I see my boy walk as soon as I saw the backdrop and like the volcano setting. I said, all right, crashes out. Still could be Master Chief. Maybe it's Halo at night, but it wasn't. We see Ganondorf getting thrown off a volcano. And if you've ever played Tekken one, two or three, you knew right away that it was Kazuya uh, or Kazuya. And uh, yeah, Kazuya from Tekken, including his devil form, is the second to last Smash Brothers fighter ever. And while I will say it wasn't for me. And it was a little underwhelming from that perspective uh, to have Street Fighter, Fatal Fury and Tekken all in the same f- fighting game. Now, it's pretty wild to think. Oh, it, it's it's kind of out of nowhere, but I'm here for that. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather call. have him than another guy with a sword. You're, And you know what? I love that perspective. I love that even though it wasn't for you, you're kind of here for that. It's a cool perspective to have. You can now have. Tekken versus Street Fighter or Tekken versus Fatal Fury, which would be my dream crossover. Like I grew up playing Tekken on PlayStation. Tekken That's 2 is my favorite Tekken game. You got Paul with the big hair. I personally think King uh, King probably would have been a better fit, the half cheetah guy or whatever. Well, maybe more people would have recognized him. Maybe. Yeah, or even um, Jin or, uh, oh my gosh, the Guile? old guy, Guile's Street Fighter. Oh, oh God, Hihachi, but he was, uh, he already has a smash costume and he's already in the background of the stage anyway. So Hihachi still has a place. Kazuya is a cool addition. Does he do anything like off the charts with a sword or a gun? No. And like you said, I like that. He does his devil form, um, not even as his final smash. So I like that. It's just crazy that now we only have one left. And for those of us who wanted Waluigi and Crash or Crash and Master Chief, that will never happen. There's only one more chance. Now, there you, is you, don't a chance. Think, you don't think it'll be Waluigi now, especially with the announcement what he had? You don't think there's a shot? There, so there is still a chance we get a bonus fighter um, as like a thank you. Like we got the bonus when the game was announced before we got any DLC fighters. Bef- right before the game came out at the Game Awards, they announced Piranha Plant, if you remember a couple yep, of years ago. I remember. Ago. And you got him for free for just buying the game before January. And or even like February or March, I can't remember. And I think maybe at the end of all this, at this last character, Sakurai and Nintendo say, you know what? 
as if, if you bought both fighters passes, which are 25 bucks a pop plus the game, that's a $110 investment. Here you go. Here's a bonus fighter, which I personally think would be the first party Nintendo representative. That's where I think Waluigi has the best shot to show up. I think that in September, I truly believe that Master Chief will be the character now. And I say that for two reasons. One, I think it makes sense. Number two, number two, we saw all those Nintendo Switches in the background of all those Xbox conferences. Phil Spencer, a lot of people had those Nintendo Switches in the background. And we didn't get what that meant at E3. We still don't know why they were there. That partnership is still under wraps. Uh, so, no, so that it makes perfect sense. So what could that mean? And I think that we they were that is a very future tease. Like we're, yeah, you, we'll feed you eventually. And Halo Infinite comes this this holiday. So if you say in, fe- in September, Master Chief is coming to Smash. He'll be available in November. By the way, boom, Halo Infinite out in November. Perfect little early Christmas gift. Oh my gosh, what a yeah. what a big win for Halo, a franchise that just big win for Microsoft, big win for Nintendo, and and Halo needs it. They need a win big time. Five was a yeah. pile of trash. Let let them bring over some of them Nintendo customers. And and Halo's been in, uh, it will be delayed for a year come uh, November. Like they need wins badly. And so yeah. like you get the Switch player who goes, oh my god, Master Chief, and he plays well. Let me go get a Series S, get could Game Pass. You, could you imagine Master Chief shows up in Nintendo before he shows up in the new Xbox game? <laughs> Could you imagine that? If that happens, I'm calling it here first. <laughs> that would be a lot of fun. But so we got Kazuya from Tekken. <laughs> Kazuya from, from Tekken. Uh, this has quickly become a Smash speculation podcast, which, I, by the way, would get a ton of listens. But that's not what we're here for. After that, we got Life is Strange, the collection finally coming to Switch. Good get for them. But after that, we got Guardians of the Galaxy. And if you're wondering what that game's all about, we'll talk more about that when we get to the other guys' stuff. Just know that it's real. And know that Square Enix had 17 brutally long minutes of it in its it presentation. Felt, it felt longer than that. Dude, I'm it, be felt, it felt infinite. I just thought, I, I tweeted, this this Guardians of the Galaxy trailer has more potential endings than The Last of Us Part Two. Like, <laughs> I, I was waiting. I was like, someone just Thanos, snap your fingers, please. <laughs> Dude, it was, it was rough. If that would have been a two-minute thing, I'd have been so much more hype on it than I am right now, which is at a, a one. I'm gonna can, can, can I already probably say my first complaint already about it? Go for it. Too much talking. Oh, in the game itself, you mean? Oh my god, yeah. That's uh, no. My I, problem with all the talking is that eventually those lines are going to get repeated, and it's just going to become like so unbearable to hear Drax say the same thing for the 100th. Yeah, time. yeah, and, and and the rest we'll, we'll we'll save it when we like you said we get to the big guy. And if you're wondering how a AAA Square Enix. Guardians of the Galaxy game can make its way to Switch, it's because it's the cloud version. So just like Control and in Japan, Resident Evil 7, you cannot play the game natively on disc. I'm sorry, on cartridge or download, physical download, uh, digital download. You have to play it streaming over the cloud, which just go buy it on another console. Like that's my biggest advice to you is play it on PlayStation 5. Yeah. You know, if you have any interest in the game, which will again, we'll get to the Guardians game after we talk about Xbox. So be on the lookout for that. Worms Rumble. Astria Ascending. So we got a Worms game. Very gunbound heavy. I love the Worms franchise. This is a different style of that. So I'm out. Astria Ascending, a JRPG. I'm out. Two Point Campus. Sega unveiled this uh, in the Sonic thing. I'm out. Uh, but then we got to some <laughs> real hype shit. 
the three in a row. Dude, they hit me with the one, the two, and the three games in a row. They got me hype. I look like Vince McMahon falling out of his chair in that one meme when he gets all excited. He's like, oh, oh yeah, I did. <laughs> that was me in this for this part of the direct, man. I was so hyped. Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania, October 5th, a remaster of Monkey Ball 1, Monkey Ball 2, the greatest Monkey Ball game in history, and Monkey Ball Deluxe, complete with all the mini games, including soccer and billiards and home run derby. Sign me the fuck up weren't weren't you calling for this like a few podcasts ago for a remake of these games bro i have predicted a new monkey yeah, ball i was game. gonna say i rem- i remember hearing you say that so i know you definitely called that one for every nintendo direct since 2018 and the one i don't it shows up okay and, 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 and there's no mother three spoiler alert but 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 good with- a good trade to get monkey ball you that's a fair trade for you if it was a brand new monkey ball game and not a remaster, yes, kinda. I'll talk about why my hopes for Mother 3 are still alive in two announcements when I get to two games okay. from now. Uh, but with Monkey Ball coming back, it's a great opportunity. They came out on the GameCube, the first two and Deluxe. So this is a good chance for you to dive in. The GameCube is not a very popular console as I stare at my silver one right now. But Monkey Ball is a must-play series for everyone. It's so good. It's Sega's best franchise. And yes, I am including Sonic. That's how much I love Super Monkey Ball. Uh, Banana Blitz HD is okay, but I love the first two games. They are just gold. It's their must-play titles. So this is a great opportunity, and it's not sixty bucks. And it comes to other consoles, PlayStation Five, Xbox, all that stuff. So you don't have to buy it on Switch. The problem with this game, and my biggest problem with E3 overall and big conferences like this, this game got leaked the day before, and it mm. broke me. It broke me. Uh, that sucks. You, I've been waiting for this for years, and all I had to do is wait one more day. What, what, what ruined it? Twitter? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I know, you know, sometimes I see on Twitter a good bit, and I, I had a feeling I was going to be. Again, it just happens. Like something always winds up leaking a day before. Uh, or six hours before in one of Ubisoft games, which I'll get to. And uh, Nintendo themselves leaked it. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and we'll talk about that uh, as that was a shot in my nuts because I've been waiting for that game for four years, too. But next, after Super Monkey Ball, Mario Party Superstars. Not Super Mario Party 2 like I had thought, but I did predict this one correctly. Now, this is the twist and where I think you hopefully are psyched on this game. It's October 29th. There's online play. You can save mid-game for the first time in the franchise, which is nuts. Uh, and you can about come back time. to it. But this is a compilation of the five best boards from the Nintendo 64 era Mario parties, a.k.a. one, two and three, the best Mario parties. Sam, this seems so right up your alley. It, 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 it's definitely it, why, why wouldn't you do that? Some of the best games that people grew up playing. Of course, it's a great idea. I It didn't make my top three, unfortunately, but I, I knew this is something that this is something that you have to pick up. Yes, and this it's perfect for you to live around the corner, man. This is like this is the great Sunday morning. Yo, dude, you got an hour? Let's go play some Mario Party real quick. You know, like, so it's like I I could play it over at your crib. So it's like it's, it it all works out. And like, of course you can. You're always welcome here. I'll give you a house key. Why not? But like October 29th, not far away, and five boards, which I hope isn't the end. I hope we get a couple more in DLC. There better but, be. 
but all well, Super Mario Party only had four boards. They gave no DLC and it sold 15 million copies. So Nintendo probably said, we don't have to do anything, you fuckers, and you'll like it. But uh, five boards. We know Peach's Birthday Cake and Space Zone, I believe, is the other one. We don't know the other three boards. Hopefully we keep that under wraps. But from the N64 games, which are the best, you said it's a good opportunity for people that grew up with it. I think because they're so old, they're 20 years old at this point, over 20. They're almost 25 years old. This is a good opportunity for people's first chance to play these boards, these classic boards. So that's I great. Mean, it, it works both ways, right? I mean, you, you yep. can't lose. Exactly. Exactly. Great entry point and a great nostalgic point. Like you, it's it's a win-win situation. And a hundred mini games from the past, including my favorite, the one where you're on top of the toadstools and toad holds up a color flag, and you got to go to that when all the other ones go underwater. Like that one's there, and now there's actually accessibility for it. it's crazy. So looking forward to that. Uh, the one where you like stretch Bowser's face to make it look great, and like the one where you can blow him up. Oh yeah. Oh man. Like, the best mini games. The so and they're, and they're all with button controls, not motion like they had in Super Mario Party. So this is a great announcement. I'm really, really psyched on it. But the one that shook me to my core and the one that I had predicted correctly, kind of a lot of people did to be fair. Um, <clears throat> but the reason I'm still hopeful for Mother 3, Metroid Dread, oh, AKA, yeah. AKA Metroid 5, a brand new 2D Metroid game coming October 8th of this year. Holy shit, Sam. I know Metroid's probably not your go-to Nintendo franchise, but you got to understand the significance of this one. What were your impressions of Metroid Dread? Yeah, Metroid, it wasn't a game that I grew up playing a lot. I I always just, I just played Samus on Super Smash, but obviously I I can respect the OG Samus. It's good to see the old gal back. I, I think it, it's been long overdue and it, it's good to see the excitement back, seeing people hype for it because it's been too long and I don't think people were expecting to see it drop this year. Met, that's that's great that it's dropping in October and, and Metroid is the series that everybody loves, but nobody bought. And so like this is its opportunity. Switch has been the golden goose. You put a big ga- first party game out, it's going to sell over a million copies. Like that's Easy. just what happens. Arms did it and it was a brand new IP a fucking uh, arms. And I like arms. But like, come on, you know, so this is the opportunity. If you want to support Metroid and you want Prime 4 to continue and you want 2D Metroid to continue, you want Metroid to be brought back, act with your wallets. I did. It's pre-ordered. It's paid for. Let's rock Show and roll. the love. Metroid Dread. Emmys hunt you. These robots, they give you that like Mr. X, Lady Demetresque vibe where they kind of follow you around the map and it adds that extra challenge and the extra tension. Uh, Metroid Fusion style. I cannot. Metroid Prime 2, I think, even. So I'm really psyched on that. But here's the coolest part. And Sam, you may have seen this on Twitter. You might not know about it. But there is so much hype around the name Metroid Dread in particular because this game was first announced, well, first leaked in 2004. It's been that long ish. So what had happened, I think it might've been 2005, but back in either 04 or 05 for the, uh, is it the Game Boy Advance? No, it's the Nintendo DS. Back for the Nintendo DS uh, at an E3, somebody had a banner. Nintendo brought a banner that said Metroid Dread on it, and they were going to announce this game. But last minute, they canceled it because the development on the story wasn't going where it needed to go. 
So they pulled down the banner. But before they could pull down that banner at E3, somebody had took a photo of it. So when the journalists got hold of it, they had broke the story. You know, they basically leaked a new Metroid game is going to be announced. But it just wasn't. And for 16 years, people wondered, what the hell? Whatever happened to that game? And so when this title popped up and it said Dread, my God, the pop that myself audibly and a lot of the folks I follow on YouTube and Twitter, the fact that they brought it back 16 years later and had the balls to name this Dread after first being leaked in 2004 or five. Yeah, I think five, 16 years, dude. Like that's wild that they did it. And so because people held out hope for this game for 15 years, that is why I still have hope for Mother 3. Just don't give up hope. I, I, I hope one day you get it, brother. You keep asking. You keep being loud on Twitter. You keep tagging Doug Bowser and Nintendo of America. Give us Mother keep 3. hanging around. Just, just hanging, hanging around. around. I will splash this apart. So, like... That's why I still have a little bit of hope. Now, Reggie, former Nintendo of America president, when this all happened uh, on Twitter, the guy who leaked it in 2005 is still around in games journalism and tweeted about it. Oops, sorry, I let the cat out of the bag 15 years too early. Reggie quote tweeted him and said, I remember this interview. He asked me such awful questions, like jokingly, like they were tough questions. Yeah. And he tweeted that and said, oh, by the way, he also asked me about that other game. And it's like, you continue to tease Mother 3, you son of a bitch. They, they just give you enough to keep dangling in front of you and you just keep hopping along. Oh, one of these one of these years. And, and, yeah. and it, I, I agree. It will happen. It's just a matter of when. And he doesn't even work for Nintendo anymore. So like he can troll us all he wants. But the funny thing is you were about to say any day and you stopped yourself and said year because you know that I'm just a hopeless mother fan at this point. <laughs> well, because uh, it, it's not it's not like they're going to announce it tomorrow. It's, no. gonna, you know, it, it could be a year, two, three years. Best case, September direct. Worst case, never. I'll settle for E3 2026. I'll settle, I'll settle for 2026. <laughs> so you better believe Metroid Dread hit all the right beats for me. Yeah. It's a 2D Metroid. It's made by Mercury Steam, the same people who made uh, Samus Returns, the remake on 3DS, which is just phenomenal. It incorporates, I mean, it's Metroid 5. It's a brand new Metroid game. This is not a remake. This is not a remake, a brand new game in the franchise. It incorporates the, the counter mechanic and the swipe mechanic. And it also includes a dash or a slide now, like, Samus is more mobile than she's ever been. It looks wonderful. 60 frames per second. This game uh, is something I personally cannot wait for. Just Dance 2022, whatever. This is something I just want to spend 30 seconds on. Console exclusive launching this fall. Cruising Blast. Do you remember Cruising USA and all that? For N64? I, 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 re- I remember that game, yeah. The racing yeah, game, dude. right? Yeah, Cruising yeah, World and Cruising USA. They got a new game in that franchise. <laughs> like... What? I can't Cruise believe it's all around. It's crazy. Now, it was an arcade game for like four or five years. And now they're bringing that con- that arcade game into onto the Switch. So it's not like a brand new entry. But still, you're bringing a cruising game to the Switch in 2021. That's just wild to me. Uh, then we got Dragon Ball Z Kakarot plus A New Power Awakens coming September 24th. That looked kind of cool. 
Yeah, if I were to ever dive into this game, it came out, I think, in January of 2020. It is a full RPG. It's available on PlayStation Xbox now. Uh, you said you weren't into it because it's a, an RPG of the same four sagas you've seen a hundred times. And, and and that's the thing. And I was like, I, I like, again, but I do like they included all of them. Like, I feel like you have to. And at the end, they included, it looks like Super Saiyan God. So it looks like there's going to be some extra, some DLC coming. Yeah, so yeah. It, it, it looked fun. Yeah, the Power Awakens set is, if that doesn't say Super Saiyan, you know, it might as well just say Super Saiyan. A new Power Awakens. Hmm, I wonder yeah, what that yeah, could be. Yeah. Um, if I would ever dive into Kakarot, this would be my chance, but they are selling it for 60 and I could probably mm-hmm. get it for 15 bucks on PlayStation Store on sale pretty soon. So if I were to dive in, I'd probably do it on PlayStation or, or eventually maybe Xbox. Maybe it'll come to Game Pass one day. Who knows? Then we got Mario Golf Super Rush. I predicted a free beta for the weekend we did not get that i was a nine on that like i was a hundred like i was 90 percent sure we were gonna get that we didn't i'll take what we got instead they've promised free dlc including new characters and new courses and they even showed us one of them being new donk city from super mario odyssey i am fucking ready oh that was God. awesome as soon as i saw it i was like that's a day one buy for greg it's already ordered yeah oh that it's on his story dude it's <laughs> so cool like i've been already looking forward to this it, game but when it I looks heard, awesome it it looks fun when i heard six courses i got a little down a little down now every mario golf game ever has launched with six courses but you figure with switch they have more memory they could give us seven or eight for variety but to give us dlc for free that means you know what we're getting we're getting online tournaments I cannot wait to play online tournaments. We're going to get, you know, there's already 16 characters. We're going to get even more. Oh, man. Bring us like Zelda, like Link. Give us something like that. That'd be awesome to play Link on the links. Oh, oh, the golf pun makes itself. So uh, I'm excited for that. The Master Club. Oh, my. Instead of the Master Sword, give me all the, the Legend of Zelda crossover in this game. But regardless, free DLC, free courses, not course, courses. This game's going to have a long shelf life for me. I'm excited. Monster Hunter Stories 2 got another trailer for the 500th time. Moving on. Uh, WarioWare. A brand new WarioWare game in 2021, people. This is so cool. WarioWare's getting boy getting some love. Dude, it's a me, yo, Wario. <laughs> it's a game from my company. And how, how did you like his voice? Uh, he's It's Charles Martinet who does the voice of Mario. So And I could pick that up in a heartbeat. So... It's endearing. It's different, but it's endearing. Um, I prefer Charles as, as more as Mario. Are you okay with it? Yeah, I'm fine with it. Who cares? Okay. I'm not in Nintendo games for the voice acting. That's for well, sure. I mean, just, just it, it's just a different voice, and I, I didn't know if that was gonna if you were gonna find that annoying or not. No, I'm fine with it. You actually play as characters for the first time ever in a WarioWare game. It's only fifty bucks, not sixty. Uh, Comes September 10th. Again, like I said, first time ever, two players. So there's a lot to love in this. WarioWare, for those who don't know, is basically micro games, not mini games, smaller than that. It's little micro games that take anywhere from about three to seven seconds and you just do them. And there's hundreds and you just boom, 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 boom. And you progress through the story by doing these micro games. And it's just a lot of fun. I loved gold. I loved smooth moves on the Wii. Bill, Ryan, and myself would play that for hours on on my Wii. So uh, to have it finally come to the Switch is awesome. So WarioWare, get it together. Another game I've pre-ordered. Cannot wait for that one. Shin Megami Tensei 5 got a release date of November 12th. Don't give a shit. 
uh, Danganronpa or Danganronpa Decadence, all four of the major Danganronpa games, one, two, three, and then I forget the dancing game or the whatever board game. I can't remember what the fourth one is, but all of that coming in 2021. Fatal Frame, uh, Maiden of Blackwater, a horror game coming to the Switch this year, and I believe also PlayStation, but it's a remaster of the 2015 Wii U game, so I don't care. A trailer on Sparks of Hope, which is the new Mario Rabbids game. I'm holding off our conversation about that game until the Ubisoft stuff, because that's where it was technically unveiled. So I'm going to hold off on Sparks of Hope. They gave us Advance Wars. Advance Wars is coming back. Haven't seen that game since, like, the Game Boy Advance, Advance Wars, mm-hmm. 1 plus 2, Reboot Camp, December 3rd. <sighs> Not my favorite franchise, but the fact that it's back, again, gives me hope for Mother 3. Uh, then Al Numa came on, and they said, this will be the last segment of the Direct. Please enjoy. All right, baby, here it comes. We got seven minutes. Let's go. We got seven minutes of Zelda announcements. We're going to get Wind Waker and Twilight Princess, and we're going to get a battle royale game no no we're not you're gonna get age of calamity dlc and you'll like it and then you'll get a new trailer for skyward sword a game that's 10 years old and you'll like it and then they gave us the legend of zelda game and watch just like the mario one that i stupidly opened 50 bucks available uh this year i think november legend of zelda 1 legend of zelda 2 and Link's awakening and vermin all in one tiny little package and it's green it looked pretty cool and i i consider that as the same boat as the mario like that's the one i feel like you it's a that's a collector's piece i feel like that's something you spend 50 bucks you keep and you know, I, don't know I, I wouldn't open it i know like you said you opened the first one so it only makes sense for you to get this and you might as well open it too i uh, had one pre-ordered in my cart and i canceled the pre-order because i i'm just like it's november i'm gonna have so much stuff to play that I'm just, and I'm not going to be looking for like a game. Like I, right now, that, that would be a game you would buy, and that would sit on your shelf. Yeah, I own all it those games already. Hmm? It would look good on the shelf. Yeah, if I had a shelf to put it on, like <laughs> you know, my man cave got turned into a nursery real fucking fast. So I got nothing. My basement is my kid's playroom right now. Daddy's got his big ass TV, but other than that, um, <sighs> there was a problem with this game and watch thing because. As they were announcing it, and not a lot of people picked up on it, but I sure did. My Twitter knows this. Is uh, they slipped in, you know, while we have this coming, we don't have any other campaigns or Nintendo Switch titles planned for Zelda's anniversary. And I'm like, wait a minute, we're not getting the Battle Royale, we're not getting even Wind Waker or Twilight Princess, two games you already have HD versions of that you released in the Wii U. You can't even just port them to Switch. Like, what's going on here? And so that was a little disappointing. And I and I think because Skyward Sword ties in so much to Breath of the Wild, especially when we saw that trailer, and it literally started with Link in the Sky, is I get that. They want Skyward Sword to hit. They want you to play it. And then they want you to play Breath of the Wild 2. They're very cl- tied close together. Skyward Sword is the very beginning of the Zelda timeline. And if you played those other games, it might screw up the timeline a little bit. And you know, since those two games are married so well together, it might screw up. And also... If Breath of the Wild gets delayed, now they have Zelda games for next year. That's where I'm at, uh, is they're just kind of holding them. And like, hey, if Breath of the Wild does make 2022, all right, release them in April. And like, you'll still sell 5 million of them. So I don't think they're dead. And I don't think 
that they won't happen. I just think that they're holding them to see when Breath of the Wild 2 hits and to see it more clarity around that, and then they'll make the decision. But that sucks because my Wii is very, very tightly packed away, and I have both those games on it. I've never played Twilight Princess, and I only played like an hour of Wind Waker. And if I wanted to pull it out and dust it off, and I could, so I'm not craving for the, the HD remakes, but yeah. a lot of people are because the Wii U sold 14 million copies. So. Yeah. And I could see you eventually getting to them. What? the those? Ah, man, that Wii U is tucked behind so much shit. Like it's buried, my friend. Buried. It's going to take uh, a lot. He it's said there's a, no, no shot. <laughs> it's going to take at least four minutes for me to clean out all that stuff to get to that Wii U. Oh, and my that's, God. That's just four minutes I can't get. The ahead. horror. <laughs> and then it ended exactly where we wanted it to with Breath of the Wild 2. It got a trailer, a little bit shorter, I think, than a lot of people anticipated. But they gave us a lot of gameplay in there. Uh, what would you think of what Breath of the Wild 2 ultimately was looking like? Again, I still think that the art style, it's beautiful. I think this is a no, is a, is a no-brainer. Anyone who played the first one, the second one's going to sell just as good, if not better. And now it's taking more place. People, more, more people have the Switch. It's re- more ready available. I think it's going to... I wouldn't be surprised if it doubles the sale. I don't think that... I mean, that would make it 42 million copies. <laughs> that would be... That's more than... That's 10 million more than Mario Kart 8. So I don't think it'll go there. But I think it can definitely match and go 20 to 21, maybe. I mean, that, that's all they really needed to do, right? Just match the sales and they're fine. I mean, if they half the sales, it's fine. Because Breath of the Wild at 21 million copies would be the greatest selling game on PlayStation or Xbox in the history of the damn consoles. So, or in the history of the companies. So, like, and Breath of the Wild clearly most far and away, A, the best Zelda game, but B, the best selling. Yeah. So, like, the, the bar is kind of set really high here. But the trailer delivered in every way and sense imaginable. Now, I have some issues with it, but not from a presentation standpoint. It looked gorgeous. Link falling from the sky like he's going to a Fortnite match. And then uh, gliding through, we got kingdoms in the sky. There's little sky islands and temples. And I hope we get dungeons up in the sky. And to be able to give it that verticality, just like Skyward Sword of like, Play on the ground, go up in the sky. People thought this game was going to take place underground, but now we're going to get sky rule instead of just high rule. I'm here for that. It looks like it'll be probably the, the greatest Switch game ever. By then, you'd hope the Switch Pro is out. God, yeah. if that thing's not real. But like this game had everything I wanted. Yeah. Except for a title and a release date. And Al Numa said, to be fair, that the title is not revealed yet because it would spoil. Yeah, I, I I did hear that, and I feel like what I for most of the stuff they released, for the most part, we did get a release date for most things. Yeah, we did, and this only got like a 2022. And Al Numa said, and I quote: "We're aiming for a 2022 release. Do not be shocked if this gets pushed to March 23. Do not be shocked. Yeah. And by then, you're seven years." into the switch's life cycle like that's a switch game and the next one like that it's just it's scary for me from that point and i know covid affected a lot of that development and we probably have it this year without covid but to not get the title and i get it you don't want to spoil it then why make the title something spoilery that's that a good point that's a good point because like, eventually you're gonna have to tell the title or say what what it's freaking called anyway. Then what? It, so so then, but whenever you guys decide to say it, 
They're going like, to ruin it for people. So to me, that says we got, it's a good thing for this reason. That means they got more to show us before they like, we're going to get an actual story trailer or something like more than just a, you know, 60 seconds of footage. That's cool. But I just, it was a little bit, it wasn't like the big bombshell at the end because it gave us this amazing footage and then no name and no date. It kind of ended on that little poop, the little bit of a whimper. And so that was the only problem I had with it is I don't know what it's called and I don't know when I'm going to play it at all. It said 22. My guess now on the record is March 23, um, which is disappointing obviously, but you know, can't really do much about that. And so as cool as that trailer was, because man, do I just want to play it? I just want to play it. It looks like Greg, so. You got seventy thousand other games to play. You'll be okay for a year, my friend. I have eleven pre-ordered, not seventy thousand. Pull your head out of your ass. <laughs> uh, overall, though, that was it for the Nintendo Direct. Uh, what'd you think of the Direct overall? O- overall, I mean, what more could could? Well, again, like I know you said, like it, it's tough because I know the gamers. You you can't please everyone. You always see the hate. You know, I I've seen it in the chat. You know, when it's going line, a hard pass or whatever it was, but. I, I really enjoyed it. I think Nintendo hit it out of the park. I think they kind of serviced their like kind of like all families. Like they touched on a little bit of everything. And again, what more could you ask for? It, on MinMax, kind of funny. Um, Easy Allies, like all these neutral gaming sites that don't just cover Nintendo. Obviously, the ones that I love that are Nintendo channels are going to go nuts for it. But the opinions that I really want to hear are the non-Nintendo people because they're going to give more of an unbiased look. Yeah. And when I watch MinMax and I watch Kind of Funny and I watch um, Easy Allies and every one of those channels said A plus presentation stole the show wins E3. That gives me so much confidence and hope that this was while this direct wasn't for everybody, because what this direct did was it took old franchises and resurrected them. That's what this did. Yeah. And because I'm a an old school Nintendo longtime fan, that's exactly what I wanted. If they would have given me a punch out game, I don't think I'd be alive right now. <laughs> that would it would have took you over the edge. That would have just taken me right over the edge. I just would have right over, I would have, over the top rope. Dude, I I would have broken into my local GameStop and slept there until the game came out. Like it's just man, and they would have Philadelphia Mills or Academy. May, maybe not there. Probably in okay. Shamini Mall. Okay. But like Oh my god, even with motion controls, I don't care. Just give me a new punch out game. It'd be perfect for Switch. No more Rocky Creed bullshit bad boxing games. Just give me the one we want. So that was Nintendo. I agree that I thought it was a very, very good show. I thought it was the best show for me. For me, I thought it was the best show. I thought Xbox had the best show. Presentation-wise, pacing-wise, Xbox had a great presentation. Nintendo had the better games. That's where I'm at. But let's move on to Xbox. 27 of 30 games available on Game Pass, and oh. Game Pass, it's it's the best thing for for gaming right now. Every every system needs to match that or find a system that works just like Game Pass because that you you literally cannot beat it. Yeah, you have the Nintendo Switch Online that lets you have NES and Super Nintendo games. Some of them, by the way, not all of them. Some of them, and that's cool, but you know, it's definitely not Game Pass. Cause it's not for current games and PlayStation has the PlayStation plus collection, but they're all PS4 games and to PlayStation's defense, they've been crushing it for the monthly games. They've been crushing it, 
but there's only so much until that well runs dry. And you, by the way, have to be a PlayStation Plus member. So Game Pass is a $10 a month thing, and you just get them all. And so, again, you're right. Best value in gaming, 27 of the 30 games shown at this conference available on Game Pass, most of them day one. Like, that's nuts to me. Don't get any better than that. And this was the first time Bethesda was joining the Xbox family. I can't tell you how much I wanted to rage on Twitter when I kept seeing people predict that they were going to announce a new acquisition, Microsoft. I'm like, and I've predicted this. It was in my predictions. I was on the record two weeks ago and said, they will not, they will not announce any more studio acquisitions because this is the first time Bethesda's with them. Why would you want to ruin that party by saying, ha, here's our $7 billion acquisition. They're with us. Oh, by the way, we got this guy for 128 million. Like it yeah. doesn't make sense to spoil that party. Let Bethesda do their thing. And they did. Bethesda brought it. They opened this conference with Todd Howard, the biggest name in Bethesda history, on the stage to start the show with Starfield. Oh, my God. This is exactly what I was hoping they would start with. I didn't want them to end with it. And my first words when I saw the space landscape, and I wrote them down after I said them, Jesus fucking Christ was the first word out of my mouth when I saw Starfield. And what I liked about this, although we got no gameplay, yeah, at all no one knows what the fuck it's about no that's not true todd howard did an interview the next day and gave us and you even texted me and said starfield in space that came i'm sorry not starfield in space duh uh skyrim in space that came from todd howard who said the next day we're going back to classic rpg we're going to give you skyrim in space and we're going back to what made bethesda great that was enough for me to sell it as if the visuals weren't enough but the positive about the visuals it was not a pre-rendered CGI trailer. It was pre-rendered, but it was in-engine. So this is what the game will look like. That is cool. Number two, even though it's a year and a half out, we got a specific release date of 11-11-2022. The 11-year anniversary of Fallout 3 or Skyrim. I, th- I can't remember. One of the big games came out on 11-11. And they finally announced that it will be an Xbox exclusive. No PlayStation. No soup for you. Uh, what did you think about that little brief look we got into Starfield? I, again, I, 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 I need to see more. I did see Bethesda did apologize for, I guess, to PlayStation fans that it's not coming to PlayStation, it's just for Xbox. I mean, hey, you know, it, it sucks. The exclusive, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, I, I just, I, I just want to see more. It looks like it has huge potential and I, I just, I just need to see more. Uh, huge potential are two words that I, I think are perfect. Um, you're absolutely right. This game has the potential to be everything it wants to be and more. And I'm here for it. I'm along for the ride. I too would like to see it by the, by Skyrim in space. Do they mean like what I don't want is I'm an, you know, I'm obsessed with NASA and astronauts and all that stuff. So like this hit for me very hard, but like what I don't want is, Go in space and take really long flights and have loading screens and all this. No, no, no. Like I want to make civilization on one planet, then immediately hop to another one and just go do things planet to planet with interstellar combat. And like, I'm all here for that. So Starfield has all the makings of exactly what I want. And to be able to play it day one on game pass for Xbox as an exclusive, which those are words we're going to say a lot tonight made me so happy. And Starfield looks like a, 
it's going to be a banger of a game. So I, really I hope this one delivers for you, my friend. Stalker 2, 2022, a timed exclusive. 4-8, 2022, so April 28th to be more specific. I was really interested in this game because I'm a sucker for Chernobyl, and then it just went way too long, and I was over it by the time the like three or four minute mark hit. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I know you got the name, got probably got excited. like, But like again, there were some games like, like Guardians, like this one just went on a little bit too long. If they cut it short, maybe they would have had your attention. The The game itself looked gorgeous. But then when you were sitting around the campfire and the people were talking, it got a little look weird looking. And Stalker's a really fun game. It's kind of a cult classic. So Stalker 2, you add Chernobyl to that. Like, I'm really excited. But, and again, if I get Game Pass, why wouldn't I try it at least? But this game, pretty hard out on it for now. Um, I'll wait till it drops. And if I have a game pass subscription by then, I'll definitely try it. I mean, like when you have game pass, all you can say is why the hell not? Yeah. No, like you said, you're, it's, it's there. It's right in front of you. Just press the button. That's it. Just press the button. It should be the, you know, the phrase of this pod, the slogan, press, the, press button. the button, uh, back for blood, the left for dead spiritual successor made by some folks who made left for dead. Cannot wait for this game. If I, had friends is coming day one to game pass. You'll remember this is a third party title. This is not an Xbox exclusive. And the fact that they're getting it on day one on game pass, that makes this game instead of being two weeks of hype. And then everybody forgets about it. This gives this game so much more longevity. Yeah. Yeah. It has legs. Uh, uh, Xbox exclusive from avalanche who they do just cause contraband. Um, Really no idea what it is outside of a heist based game where you kind of like payday where you go around and do heist missions and things like that. It's not going to be coming in 2020, minimum 2023. It was a very high level look and something I'm really not really too interested in. But the next thing perked my ears right the hell up. Uh, sea of Thieves is a game I've wanted to try since they stabilized it and they kind of realized what they were. So rare dropped this game and I didn't really know much, but I like pirates. So I was like, I'm intrigued. But then when they got their shit together and kind of said, okay, this is what this game will be. I've always wanted to try it. So when I get my game pass subscription, this is going to be the first game I download uh, and try out. And now, especially because June 22nd. So by the time I'll get a game pass subscription and probably maybe even by the time you're listening to this, uh, they're doing a crossover, the most obvious crossover in the history of crossovers, <laughs> with Pirates of the Caribbean. Now we're fucking talking a pirate's life, and I believe Johnny Depp is doing the voice of Jack Sparrow because it sure sounded like him. I, I I thought I thought I heard that it wasn't Johnny Depp. I heard like yes, it maybe they just tried to get someone to sound like him. Um, but I knew once I saw Pirates, I knew that was like oh this. This definitely has Greg's attention, but I didn't know it including, you know, uh, you know, Johnny Depp's character. I didn't know if that was a deal breaker or not for you. I see, but I love the Pirates movies. Yeah. No, well, that's, why, that's why it was a 50-50 shot. As long as you're cool with Jack Sparrow, then you're, you're all you're all in for this game. Uh, by the way, it is not Jack. It is not Johnny Depp. Yeah, just conf- just confirmed. Um, but uh, uh, I like the first three. I love the first two. So this is a match made in heaven for me. Love Pirates. Love Pirates of the Caribbean. Now, like, this is here. I'm all in on trying Sea of Thieves. I cannot wait to play it. This is at one point before the Direct, my number three most hyped game. It has since been moved off my list, as you can probably imagine. 
Um, but this is a, something I'm super looking forward to. Now, all of the mainline Yakuza games are available on Game Pass. Most of them were, but they added 2020's Like a Dragon, which is a cult classic. People love it. Battlefield 2042 got a deeper gameplay. I was pissed. I didn't want them to waste time. They did. People loved it. Did you have any opinion on no, getting I, now a look into the gameplay? I, I thought the Battlefield, it looks good. I, I think it, it gives a... Uh, was it uh, World of Warfare? It yeah, gives Call that Duty. Warzone. Duty. yeah Warzone. So it, it get, like they need some competition. It, it keeps the competition on your on your toes. It keeps kind of gives new ideas. Um, you know, I don't, whether better audio, better functionality, you know, what have you. I I, I thought it looked good, and you know, I, I want to see more. And now with Battlefield twenty forty two, this was one of the three games with Far Cry six, and I can't even remember the other one that will not be coming to Game Pass. Uh, but people were freaking out in a good way about this and saying how good it looked with the tornadoes and all the other cool stuff. And like somebody drove an ATV off of a building into a helicopter. I think people were psyched on it. But for me, um, to sell me a $60 game and have it be multiplayer only, maybe even 70 because it'll be PS5. That is the biggest waste of an investment that I could ever think of. And for you not to even, to, I mean, I appreciate them being up front, but for you to say, fuck a campaign, you'll buy our game anyway. I think it's going to hurt sales. I was expecting this game to be a game pass and that would be their big announcement as to why they had it at their show, but it's not now, not to say it still can't, there's plenty of time. So maybe they were just saving that big announcement, but if this comes to game pass where you can just jump in and play the multiplayer, including your game pass, that'll do wonders for that Warzone competition. But as of now, cause you know, Warzone's free to play. You got a free to play option that's already established, or this brand new thing that'll cost you seventy dollars. Which one would you take? You know what I mean? No, no, and, and I, I agree one hundred percent. I think, but a lot of streamers just playing that same, you know, that war zone grind just to play something new. Like you know, don't it, it'll do well sales wise, just because you always get your people that want to play it. Just will have that staying power that Warzone has. Like, it's, are willing? You know, will, will, will the word of mouth be saying, "Yes, guys, it's worth the seventy play. It's definitely worth it," rather than just play the free on Warzone. I, I say this at work in my real job all of the time. Man, it is really easy to stand something new up. It is incredibly difficult to sustain it. Yep. And to your point, like you just said, yes, the first two weeks, everyone's going to go nuts for this. It's going to be all over Twitch and YouTube, and it's going to score off the charts. But in three months, who's going to play it? Exactly, and it will it, will it hold people's attention? Will it be will it worth like again seventy dollars? That, that's a lot for a new game. They like better said, people have that bankroll. They better add monthly or bi monthly free updates, man. Because if there's paid DLC, oh, that would be a joke. Yeah, and that would turn a lot of people off. They really have to support this game post launch for it. In my opinion, to at least eat a chunk away at Warzone. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll move on. Psychonauts 2, I predicted that they were going to show it with a 2022 release. I got that one wrong because it's coming sooner. August 25th to Game Pass, day one. I'm so excited because Psychonauts 1 is on Game Pass. If you've never played these weird, whimsical 3D platformers, well, at least the first one, now is your chance. The second one coming in August. It's it's an absolute must play. So take a look out for Psychonauts 2. Fallout 76, getting a free update. Steel Rain and The Pit. The Pit is an old Fallout 3 thing coming back, so that's cool. Elder Scrolls Online got an update. We got to look at Party Animals, which is some physics-based game where animals beat the shit out of each other. Apparently, it was in like 
early access in like 2020 and people were going ape shit for it and people loved it. Uh, it didn't really speak to me. I was just a tiger kicking an elephant in the face and was like, ah, I've seen that every day. <laughs> no big deal. Uh, one of the biggest gets that Xbox got for Game Pass is this next announcement. And it cannot be understated how huge this is to get. Hades is coming to Xbox and PlayStation 5, by the way, uh, and I believe 4, on August 13th. It was previously a Switch and PC exclusive, but it's now coming to the other two main consoles. But where you have to buy it on PlayStation, Hades is coming to Game Pass. If you don't remember, this was IGN's game of the year last year. Yeah, I, I think this is definitely, a, like you said, a huge win for Xbox. Maybe, arguably, the biggest one from a oh-shit standpoint on Game Pass. Like, a non-first-party thing. I would say maybe the show is bigger because that was a PlayStation franchise. Yeah. But but we found out that Major League Baseball actually made the call to turn it on Xbox, it's not PlayStation. So it took a little bit of the shine because baseball said, fuck you, PlayStation. You're going to do what we say or we're going to take our license back. <laughs> so that was kind of a power move there by baseball, who is literally running their sport into the ground. But that's for another podcast. Uh, Somerville, a timed exclusive coming to Game Pass in 2022. This is from basically there's a studio called Play Dead. They released these two bangers called Limbo and Inside. The two owners. They got into a thing. They separated. Play Dead still is around. The other guy is now making this other game, Somerville. It looks awesome, um, like a family in the apocalypse with a little doggy. And I just, I think it's going to be one of those like it tells its story through the gameplay. And I'm really, really excited. Um, what else do we got? Oh, duh, the next one, Halo Infinite. And the second, it was like 35 minutes into the conference out of a 90 minute show. And the second. We saw Halo Infinite in the middle of the show. I went, uh oh. And, and, uh oh. And, and it looked good, but we have no release date still. And they just say holiday 2021. For a game that was supposed to launch last November with the console, we still don't have a release date. But they did show us some multiplayer. What'd you think of what Halo Infinite has become? I, I, like, yeah, that was the first thing I said. They didn't give a date. They're they're not comfortable. They're still tweaking it. So I I won't be surprised at all if it gets delayed again. However, I thought the gameplay, I thought everything looked amazing. I love that little what's that little like sensor hook thing, a grappling hook, hook like your Batman or something. I thought that was awesome to have a multiplayer. I mean, this could bring you know, new life to, to to bring back the life to Halo, bring it back to what it once was, and to kind of you know again to get the multiplayer to still get for, that single campaign mode with Master Chief. And the multiplayer is free to play for anyone. You don't even have to have Game Pass. You can just oh, play wow. the multiplayer. It, That's pretty neat. You can't beat that, man. Like this, this game looks awesome. Like I'm jealous that you know it's just on for Xbox. On one hand, you're paying sixty dollars just for campaign. On the other hand, just get Game Pass. Yeah. And you'll yep. get both. Yep. But, 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 but I agree. I actually thought it looked baller. Um, dude, to be able to hijack someone's weapon or somebody's uh, vehicle with your grappling hook and just jump right in the cockpit, like it's banging. It looked great. It looked like, you know, the best that Halo multiplayer had, you know, Halo 2, the glory days and all that. It looked really fun. I'm deeply concerned about the campaign. Deeply, deeply concerned. I have two theories as to why they did not give a date. Number one, 
We don't know the date of this year's Call of Duty, so maybe they're waiting so they don't hit it too close. There's one theory. The other theory is this game has now been delayed a year, and we're still kind of unsure. So if they put a date on it, that puts a lot of unnecessary pressure on the dev team. And I think if you don't give it a date, it just kind of lets them work. I don't know how solid that is, but that's my thought. I kind of lean more towards the first one, actually. It's like, why the fuck would you want to release next to Call of Duty? Um, no, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. I, I think that, that, that it makes sense, right? Yeah, I, I just, it got, an, you know, it got another multiplayer look later. It got a second one today as we're recording this. So lots of deep multiplayer stuff out there for Halo right now, but it, it just looks better than it ever has. It looks twice as gorgeous as it did when it got showed off in May or June of last year. So um, I'm, I'm in on Halo Infinite. I'm really excited. I haven't been this excited for a Halo game since three. So, you know, this is single-handedly. Oh, oh. This is single-handedly making me want to go get a Series S along with two other games, one we talked about and one we will in a minute. So looking forward to some Halo Infinite. Diablo 2 Remastered coming September 23rd, also coming to PlayStation. I imagine eventually to Switch. I know you used to be a Diablo guy. Do you have any thoughts on this? No, no, no. Diablo, that was Machi. I was, oh, I, was okay. not, I was not a Diablo guy, but I think I said for a, like a live-action Netflix show, I'm in, but the game, ah, the PC game is not for me. A Plague Tale Requiem. Do not sleep on the original Plague Tale. I think it's called Innocence. Uh, you gotta play it. Plague Tale Requiem. It will be a sleeper hit. Don't, 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 don't sleep on that one. We got our 19th look at Far Cry 6 this E3. Uh, we got a 4K 60 FPS trailer. Um, I'm out. I'm just, I just don't care. Even with uh, Giancarlo Esposito, it's just, just, just the skin does not apply to, or appeal to me at all. Like again, I can appreciate you know. Like we obviously love him as an actor; he's fantastic. But like you, no, thank you. Slime Rancher Two, we got uh, as an Xbox timed exclusive for 2022 coming to Game Pass. Another timed exclusive coming this December to Game Pass is Shredders. Got a lot of amped, got a lot of steep, got some 1080 snowboarding up in there. What'd you think? I I I think I I I think I'm in. It's yeah. just it's a snowboarding game. Yeah, I, I like it's the skater XL of snowboarding. Like I that's mean, what this I, is. I think you're like I I just had like remember the days of playing 1080 snowboarding for 64, and it's like I will it be as good as I want it to be, or as I remember it? Like I want you know what I mean? Like I I, I don't think it'll hold up to me at least because how long is that game going to hold my attention? The thing with snowboarding games and why they're a lot different than skateboarding games is the simple act of flipping and spinning your skateboard that you cannot do on a snowboard. Like yeah. you just grab and grind and like carve and it, it kind of gets boring. Yeah. How that's, long, how long can you do that? Like what's that, that a, a week? That's why to me, SSX is the king of the snowboarding game. Cause in that game you did wacky wild, oh, oh, you know, yeah. unhinge oh. your thing and, you know, spin your leg around the board or finger flips. And like, you could even probably do like kick flips and shove and stuff. They kind of took the rules away from from snowboarding games so it'll never get better than ssx tricky to me and so if they brought back that kind of arcadey snowboard game i'd be in but this one did not really do much for me uh atomic heart a game that everybody loved it didn't do a ton for me but it is coming to game pass another timed exclusive this is probably my indie game of e3 of all of them this had me so excited called replaced and by the way 
Thank you, Replaced, for liking my tweet about you being my favorite indie game of E3 2023. I didn't even even tag you or hashtag you. It was just cool that you searched the word Replaced, found my tweet, and hit the like button. I like you. Uh, It looked awesome. Very pixelated. Very, like, artsy-fartsy. Man, I just fucking loved every second of it. So it looked really cool. We got an update for Grounded, the Shroom and Doom, coming June 30th. Among Us, that fucking game... (laughs) is coming to Xbox and PlayStation. It's coming to Game Pass. I mean, it's only five bucks on the Switch. It's on sale for three right now. So it's not the most expensive game in the world. But now we have 15 player lobbies. And I don't give a shit about Among Us, but I do understand how big that is for Microsoft to get that on Game Pass. Yeah, I mean, it's huge. Like for, for us, we, we missed that boat completely. And, and I'm glad for it. Like I'd, I'd rather stick with Fall Guys rather than Among Us. Added them to Fall Guys was the one that I, I found way more fun. Which is still coming to Xbox later this year anyway. So you're going to get both. Um, you know, There's just no denying how much pop culture Among Us has taken. And so it's cool to be in on that for Game Pass. If this was six months ago, it had been even hotter. And while the game was even hotter than it is now, um, it has fizzled a little bit. But to come to Game Pass, maybe it gets that, that second win that it probably yeah. doesn't even need. It's so big. But Xbox's take on the Octopath HD 2D engine looks awesome. This next game... Is it Wii U Din Chronicle? Uh, they came out with two of them. One, they're they're from the makers of Suikoden, which are just awesome games. Or at least a couple of the makers. They broke off and did their thing. One's a JRPG. The other one is a platformer. Wii, Chron- uh, Wii U Din Chronicle. Please check those out. They look they look awesome. Uh, we got a timed exclusive, The Ascent, in July. Age of Empires in October, both to Game Pass. Then we got a trailer for The Outer Worlds 2. It was the best trailer of everything it was so self-aware it's like now we see the hero going in slow-mo and then this ha- it was like so funny really cool uh flight simulator another exclusive coming july 27th the trailer was in engine that's what the game is going to look like holy shit it's on game pass and they're doing an expansion this year with top gun what a perfect crossover yeah, again, why not smart hype up the movie that got delayed what two times? That's right. You know, by like oh, it's twenty twenty two now. I think Top Gun Maverick. But wait, you wait know, to, wasn't it Mission Impossible? That was twenty twenty two, and Top Gun was it still this year? I think Top I Gun. Got, I, I think Top Gun got pushed again. I'm not again. I'm not one hundred percent. Maybe December. I don't. I don't remember. But it's like the pirate game got the pirate game cro- or the movie crossover, and the Top Gun got the flights. It just makes sense. Holy nope, shit! Nope, November nineteenth. Well, there you go. Awesome. Now we got into some games. There's the last two of the conference that I want to talk about specifically. This one, Forza Horizon Five, Xbox exclusive. Oh my god. Uh, it, first of all, it had a badass song for the trailer. I really want to find out who sang that because I want it now. Uh, coming November 9th to Game Pass. Before I give my thoughts, dude, Forza Horizon 5, what'd you think? This is the best looking racing game I've ever seen. This game definitely slapped me across the face. I did not expect to like Forza Horizon that much. I, I thought it was was absolutely beautiful especially you know what they did to to mexico about the towns to having the murals to have everything authentic to what mexico city is i this game i I again another game that i'm jealous that it's just for xbox dude photo realistic like 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 he said like before you see the cars kind of come in that one shot you would think you're on you know net geo or something they're just looking at nature you're what you know like you're 
and then the cars come in, you're just you're dumbfounded that graphics can look that good. It it really is just pushing graphical fidelity. And like the shame of the Series S is that it doesn't run 4K. It runs, I think, I think you can go 1440p, but I think most will be 1080. Man, this is a game that deserves to be played in 4K. But holy shit. I want to see this game on your 85-inch screen TV. This is where I think Forza would just absolutely shine. And you will. And you will. Just it won't be in 4K. You'll have to deal with 1080-60. But I digress, man. This looked so good. And dude, having the o- open world and I, the, the gameplay, it, it looked flawless. And I, I, I really want to play this game. The downside, I think the only downside of this announcement, it was it was a little long in the tooth. It was just a little I mean, long. Thank God it was as long as Guardians, and it, at least I was interested. Like Guardians, it was like painstaking, like the entire way through. At least the Forza, I was into it. Yeah, and and man, like you said, greatest looking racing game ever. Um, I, I'm excited to see. Easy. That's easy. Now at Forza Motorsport, the next one will even push the boundaries. But I like Horizon a little bit better because you get those urban settings as opposed to the racetracks. Mexico, like I said, they literally took photos and recreated it. And then like they're doing a campaign, which is fucking sick. I'm not a huge Forza person, so I don't know if this is like the first time they're doing that or they're building on it and making it bigger. But they have a campaign in a racing game is cool. This is 100% without a doubt a day one download for me if and when I get that Series S and get the Game Pass subscription. This was everything I wanted and so stunning. I cannot wait for Forza Horizon 5. And I've never said that about a Forza game. As a matter of fact, in my predictions, my prediction was um, <clears throat> obligatory Forza segment. Excuse me. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Like I was just like, bleh. Of course, I'm, I'm, dude, I'm, I'm the same way. This is like the first like racing game like I I even enjoyed like from since what Gran Turismo three or some shit shit even initial D. Oh, don't you dare, you son of a bitch! But it's, it's the truth though. Like the like to be honest, the only like racing games I obviously I don't I don't really count Mario Kart, but like initial D was like the biggest Hot like take. racing game for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, initial D is still my king. Well, come on, I like Mario Kart is a racing game, but it's like it's like a different tier than like initial a, D and four. It's a party game. It's a it's a party race. Exactly. It's a good, I get exactly. you. But man, this is like this is just so fun. So November 9th, like not very far away. Hopefully it doesn't get pushed. This game is going to deliver so much. It's going to be a game pass seller for sure, because just even the graphical fidelity alone. And then the one more thing. I think this is where you and I are split a little bit is arcane. And I think arcane Austin more specifically brought us dishonored dishonored Two, pray like arcane makes great games. This is going to be an Xbox exclusive coming next summer to game pass. It's got vampires and shit. It's uh, it's called Redfall. before I give my thoughts. I don't think this one hit very hard for you. No, I this this missed me apps. Like this is the one more thing that I didn't need. I, I could have just stopped. But I, I I watched it through. Um, I don't think it was gameplay. I believe that was just all. It was all CG. Yes, all CG. Um, now nah, they did come out is, and say open world co op. So it's not a small thing. This will be an open world game that you can play in co op. Yeah, just, this if is, that excites yeah, you. This is hard pass for me. I was intrigued once I heard open world. So. Like, I don't love open world games. You know that. I don't need a 60-hour experience all the time. You know that. Vampires and shit are kind of whatever. 
you know, they're kind of like zombies. I mean, I'd rather have vampires than zombies. I'd rather have anything than zombies, but there was something about the style of this that I just really loved. If they're going to go the comedic, like lighthearted route, but with badass, scary enemies and don't make it a horror game, make it that dead rising meets, I don't know. Um, sunset overdrive like i think i'm there for that and again i caveat it with by the time this comes out i'll have game pass and all i have to do is hit a button and make my decision so of course i'm gonna try it of course i think that everybody will but i liked it i liked it a lot the problem with me with this game was this trailer was way too fucking long yeah and it it, like i was about to say it just reminded me of like guardians it was one that was like Kept going and, the game going and going and going. It was way too fucking long. And I yeah. and I admit to that. And like I was hyped and then I just kind of got over it. But I, when it's over, you look back on it. I, I really enjoy it. It didn't show a single ounce of gameplay. So until then, I really can't make a decision if I'm hyped or not. It's just another thing on my waiting list at this point. And yeah, you, you want to see more. It's Right. And it's growing. That waiting list is growing, growing, growing. So that's the Xbox show. Overall, what did you think of the Xbox show? Again, Xbox, I, I, I thought, what, again, what more could you ask for? Again, you still hear gamers bitching and complaining because, again, it's tough to make all gamers happy because you're just, there's nothing you can do. You're always going to have people bitching. But again, I'm a PlayStation guy, and I, I enjoyed that Xbox show. I, I think they have a lot of big things coming, a lot of things to be excited for, reason to buy the new Xbox system, and I, I think they're, their sales should be shooting up from now until 2023 and on. I believe this was one of the best E3 Xbox shows of all time. My one gripe, and I understand, and I understand because of COVID and such, is that the difference for me between why Nintendo was my show stealer and this, Nintendo showed shit that's coming out in months, not years. Yep. And almost everything Xbox showed was 2022 or, or beyond. Yeah. And I think that was the one thing. And the other thing is Xbox just made a lot of their shit with CG trailers as opposed to gameplay. True. Yeah, true. And, and that's a hurt piece. And again, I was going to throw it. We might as well add that we didn't get that actual release date for Halo. Yep. There's an, and there's your three. So if I have three gripes, there are the three, you know? So, you know, I could bitch and complain that we didn't get gameplay for Starfield, but that game's a year and a half off, not six months like Halo is. So, or less. So like, because we don't know. We don't know the date. So yeah, I believe it was a very strong conference. A little too CG heavy for me. But when COVID is a thing, I understand. Because if you show gameplay, now you have to devote development resources to making an E3 demo where you could just take those resources and make the game. Yeah. So I totally get it. And like I said earlier, Nintendo games are just developed differently. So of course, gameplay is going to be there a lot for that. Like Treehouse Live was fucking three hours of gameplay. So... Uh, I thought it was a very good show overall. Now we have the other guys and I'm really just going to hit on two big ones and I'm just going to go real quick on the other things. I'll start with square Enix because that was a shit show in almost every sense of the word. And they opened it with the thing we're going to have the biggest dialogue on for the last part of the show. As we talk about the other guys uh, and then we'll do our top three and get out is square Enix showed off. Eidos Montreal is creating the world premiere of guardians of the galaxy. The game is real. The third-person single-player game, which I am in on, Last of Us, Ghost of Tsushima, PlayStation rocks those. Now it's Square Enix's turn. You play as Star-Lord. How can you not love that? Single-player adventure. I'm not playing as Groot. I'm not playing as Rocket. 
It's what I want. I don't want to play as them. It's coming October 26th, which is crazy that it just got revealed. I love that when games get world premiere in July or June and come out three months later. That's awesome. And that's where the hype stopped because everything after that was just so meh. Yeah, I, again, I'm almost saying similar things that I said for when they announced the Avengers game. I didn't really like how a lot of them looked. Um, maybe Rocket was kind of cool. I thought Star-Lord looked just fine. I didn't think Drax looked particularly good, and I thought Gamora looked pretty rough. Yeah, I, that um, there was again, there was a lot of talking. I, I think that would get on my nerves more than anything. Um, I I can appreciate, like like you said, I also love that. Bam, July, your June, here, here's your trailer. Bam, it's coming out here, same year, five months later. I think that's great. However. This game is a hard pass for me. Uh, I think this is going to have similar outcome as the Avengers game did. And I, 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 I give them kudos for trying, but I, I will hard pass on this one. <clears throat> uh, to have the cloud switch version, I think we'll have a couple more people innately try it because of the switch, which Marvel's Avengers didn't have. But to your point, this the cloud version of on the switch is just a mere like footnote. Um, I like your point about the talking because I agree with it. The guardians are kind of known for their banter and like, that's kind of what they do. But in a video game, like lines get repeated often. Yeah. And I, I think that will just drive me nuts. And on top of that, you're playing a star Lord, which is if you, if I had one to play as you're right, that's what I'd want. And I don't want Chris Pratt in a video game. I, I understand that, but like, what they got to do, and they did the same thing here with Marvel's Avengers, is the big problem is like they don't know if they want to be the MCU or not. It's like, just give us that or don't. Stop giving us this in-between shit. And I don't know. It, it And but the game just doesn't look pretty. It, because that, that's it, my it, biggest it complaint. It, I, I, it did, like you said, it didn't look good. It didn't. It didn't have my interest. Like Again, I, I felt like that trailer went on for an hour. That's not a good sign. And you know what, though? Like, I understand our audience very heavy into comics. I understand our audience hyped on this, and they liked, you know, when we posted about it and things like that. But at the same time, this game looks like a PlayStation 4 game. It doesn't look. Not even that. I was going to say PS3. It it just doesn't look like it's made for these consoles. And now we know as it's going to Switch and it'll go to PS4 and Xbox One. Kind of now we know why. This it just doesn't like. At one point, I was it looked like he was fighting a cube of Jello. It's like it's exactly what he was fighting. <laughs> and and like you're doing commands, and I, they're trying to shoehorn that stuff in there. Like yeah, if like you're it's like a Final me, Fantasy type fighting style. Yeah, okay. if, yeah. But uh, I have a problem with that because like if you're going to give us what we want, which is a third person action shooting game, why are you shoehorning in these other things like commands and like? you know, branch dialogue and choices. I, I don't want it. Just tell me the story you want to tell me and let me shoot shit with a laser. Is it that hard? <laughs> is it I guess, that I guess it is, huh? Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, I guess it's a little bit more difficult than we thought. And Square Enix went on 17 of their 40-something minutes. It's like half the show was dedicated to this game that we were bored by 
by minute six because they did this trailer and they showed all these environments and then they went into the gameplay showing those exact environments with those exact voice acted lines in the exact scenarios we just saw in the trailer. It's like, geez, Louise, we just saw this. And it was more exciting in the trailer than it was in the gameplay because the gameplay looked beat. A lot of people liked it. I and you know, just like you, not among them. I, I just did not care. For hey, more, more power to you. If that's your cup of tea, go for it. Then the other big announcement from Square Enix that I want to touch on, and not just for a minute, is they then announced Final Fantasy 1 through 6 Pixel Remaster. And I knew this was coming because on mobile, on those uh, Final Fantasy games on mobile, they've been renamed to 3D Remake. And it's like, well, you just basically put the writing on the wall that you're going to be re-releasing these games. And that's cool. The original Final Fantasies 1 through 6, 6 being the standout, what a game. But only to mobile and to Steam. No switch. Like these games were made to put on Switch. What are you doing? Yeah, that it, that doesn't make sense. That I don't. You're definitely not going to get. I don't think the draw you're hoping to get. Like, what are you? You're re, you're putting time, effort, and resources to remaster these games into beautiful pixel art. You're not going to put it on the one console that everybody plays that shit on. Like, and those. By the way, the first six Final Fantasies were exclusive to Nintendo consoles. Like. It's like their home. And even the fucking logo, if you watch it, if you rewatch the trailer, it said coming to Steam and Mobile in like 16 point aerial font on a black background. Could it look worse? Just a dumb fucking announcement. And at this point, I knew we were in for a waste of our time because they're 0 for 2 and they're swinging for the fences as hard as they could and just coming up empty. And there's a bunch of like we got the Black Panther update from Marvel's Avengers. Yeah, it looks cool. I'm fucking out. Like we got some more mobile game bullshit. Babylon's fall looks like a PS two game. Uh, then we got um, stranger of paradise, final fantasy origins from uh, team ninja square Enix Japan, and, Koei Tecmo. And and this one kind of took me by surprise a little bit uh, before they gave me the titles. I know me and you kind of talked after that before I knew the title at all. I said, okay, this is a mix of devil may cry and final fantasy. Yep, that's exactly what I wrote. Devil May Cry and Final Fantasy VII Remake vibe, except it looks like it's on PS2. It is the ugliest game, and it, the trailer was arguably one of the worst trailers I've ever seen. If I hear the word chaos one more time, I'm going to lose my mind. I mean, I, I would, I'll disagree with you there. I, I, I need to, I want to see more. I want to see more about this. Like, this is one of the games that I actually have a shot of playing. The other ones, you know, they don't come to PlayStation. I did like kind of how he was finishing people, and then like they like these crystals would appear and they just kind of like disappear, like just like disintegrate. I thought that was kind of cool. I, I, I just want to see more. Obviously I love devil may cry. I, I like final fantasy. I think there is somewhere in the middle. There can be a good game. Um, I, I think I did read saying that there won't be a, like an easy medium hard, that it won't be as hard as like a dark souls. So people, you don't have to worry about it being like it unbeatable, but um, I'm, I, I want to see more about this game. Well, Sam, then go play it right now. Oh, you're telling me there's a free demo for PS5? Yes, there is. And it's available now. And it takes about 90 minutes to beat. So like, it's chunky. Like You can get a pretty decent out of it. So just go download it and tell me. Because from what I've heard from about, I don't know, four or five people that I've, well, two that I've spoken with and then three that I saw on Twitter and YouTube that finished it said that, thank God it plays better than it looks. Because it looks rough. And... I, again, I thought the trailer was just ugly and bad. But to me, what the fuck do I care about a trailer as long as the game plays well? 
Yeah, and, and, and I, I see potential. I, I think there, there's something there, and there's still time to pol- polish some things that if, if it is, you know, like you said, if it is a little clunky, hopefully they fix that. And so, like, you can all right now try it for yourself if you have – I believe it's only on PS5, the demo. I cannot remember if it went to the series um, consoles, but if you have a PS5, I know for sure you can play it. About a 90-minute demo. Check it out for yourself. Um Apparently it plays better than it looks and the gameplay is actually pretty fun. That's what I, the overall impressions that I have, but just kind of a waste of time from square Enix. Um, they didn't need a conference. They could have just given us guardians at Xbox and maybe the final fantasy game, you know, that, and that, you know, the origins and that was it. But like you go to Ubisoft, which was actually kicked off the E3 proper on Saturday. And like, the first cool thing we got was like 25 minutes in with Riders Republic, which we knew about, but they gave us a, an update. I'll start from the beginning, like Rainbow Six Extraction and Rocksmith Plus as a subscription service. They were the first two announcements. Anything there before I get into Riders Republic? No. Yeah, okay. Then Riders Republic got its update. September 2nd is the new release date. Dude, first person BMX sold me. I think that was really cool first person BMX, like you can go around and do the glide suit and, you know, snowboarding and BMXing and all that stuff. Just a really cool hub for extreme sports. I thought that was actually looked pretty nice, but then they gave us rainbow six siege updates, just dance 2022 far cry six. So really nothing. Yeah. Th- this was, this was the one for me that probably missed the most, but then we got the last 10 minutes and the last 10 minutes was really juicy. Cause there were two games in there. That both appealed to us. The first one being the Mario plus Rabbids sequel I've been asking for for four years. Sparks of Hope. We got a debut trailer. And we got gameplay. And we got a 2022 release window. But Nintendo leaked this six hours before the show. So I wasn't shocked. Did they give a reason why they did it? Or did they say anything? just an accident it just was an accident and my guess i said it to you my guess is the person who scheduled that tweet they hit am and they forgot to change it to pm that's my true and honest stupid stupid honest mistake yeah honest mistake is what i that's the best way i can put it man and and boy howdy uh it looked fucking phenomenal um, it took everything I loved about Rabbids, the, the Mario Rabbids first game, Kingdom Battle, and made it better. Got rid of the grids, more open area for tactical strategy, more characters, Rabbid Rosalina, bigger scope taking place in the galaxy. Um, it looked stunning. Uh, more like over the shoulder, not so top down movement screens. The environments look beautiful. This game looked so great. It's I am so mad that it got leaked early because this would have been a genuine 10 out of 10 smile ear to ear. If this was a surprise for me, the fact that it got all I had to do was scroll through Twitter and everyone reported on it. So there was no way I would have missed this one because like it was just plastered everywhere. That's yeah, such a shame. Ruin that surprise. Well, the first one got leaked too. Like if that ain't just a bitch, man, like the first one got released or I'm sorry, leaked, and so does this one. It's like if they make a third one, they might as well just leak it themselves just to carry on the tradition. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Keep it going. But yeah, this game was everything I wanted in a Mario Rabbids sequel. But I, I will end on the game I know you want to talk about a little bit because they had a one more thing. And it opened up in this lush jungle, and you're like, okay, what could this be? And then you see a Navi 
The Avatar game got its world premiere, Frontiers of Pandora, coming next year, 2022. What'd you think? Again, I it looked a lot better than I thought. Um, it was good to see like they got James Cameron involved, that he kind of helped them, I guess, create the world that he's, I guess, creating in the second Avatar and what we already saw previous in Avatar, you know, the first one. And I, I think this game kind of took a lot of people by surprise. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. During the chat, there was a lot of haters on there saying, oh, God, God. but again, I, I, I thought it looked, you know, very, it was very colorful. I thought the graphics looked great. I, I think it does have potential. Uh, will I pick it up? I doubt it, but I, I'm, I'm still interested in, in seeing some more gameplay. The first, like from what I picked up, and I'm probably wrong. But it looked like it's going to be a first-person game. The way like the other avatars were looking into the camera, it almost looked like yeah. they were looking into your eyes. So I think it's going to be a first-person game. I hope that actually kind of makes sense. No, no exactly. What I was saying. It was exactly. What I was saying. It, it makes perfect sense. Um, I don't. I don't know that's speculation, but that would be my guess. I have never seen Avatar. It's been on my will never see list. I've been adamant against that uh, about that. This game swayed me a little bit. It looked really pretty, and it makes me kind of want to watch the first movie to see what I've been missing out on. And honestly, again, like I, I feel like you should see it. It is the highest grossing movie in the world. So it's like, all right, let me see what why it made this much money. It's on Disney Plus. I really got no it's option. Only, it's only two and a half hours. It'll be all right. Hey, if I, I all I got to do, Sam, dude, is hit the button. Dude, Giovanni Rabisi's in it. You're fine. I just got to hit the button. You press know, if button. I don't like it, press don't the like button, it, baby. Right, I just turn it off, baby. That's it. It's just, this is this is the 2021 version of our on-the-go meme from 2018. Uh, Push the button. <laughs> so that's it. That's basically all of E3 in a 90-minute nutshell. Let's end uh, with our top three games of the show. Sam, I want you to just run through your top three. You go ahead. Yeah, my number three, I went with The Stranger of Paradise, the Final Fantasy origin. It's It was the only game, like it was one of the few games that I actually can play on a PlayStation. Um, I, I'm really going to try to get this demo before it ends. Um, yeah, my number two, I went with Halo Infinite. I, I, again, you know me, I, I'm on record many times that Halo hasn't really, like, again, the old gameplay didn't speak to me, so I never really was itching to play it. This one, I actually, I'm a little jealous, like, it, it looks great. All, all the stuff they added, the multiplayer, I, I think this is going to be a super fun game to play. And my number one, Forza Horizon Five. That it, the, the game it, it it blew me away, and I I, I have a feeling it's going to be your one or number two. I just thought this game was absolutely stunning, easily best looking racing game ever made, hands down. I have a top six. I'm only going to give my top three. Forza is my six. Okay. Um, just because I'm a Nintendo fan, <laughs> but. Uh, it would be on there if we're doing a top six. I want to be very clear. First of all, awesome top three. I was very shocked to hear Halo from you. Um, that's very, very cool. It, 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 it says a lot that that's how much I was impressed by that showcase because I'm on two, record that Halo has been my thing. Two Xbox exclusives as your top two choices is pretty fucking neat. Over yeah. a Devil May Cry looking game. like that's That's just a cool feeling that... You know, you're always welcome who, here. Who, who would have thunk it, huh? You're always welcome here, man. You can come over and I, and I appreciate that. Uh, 
I want to be very, very clear because I'm going to get questions. I'm going to get DMs. I'm probably going to get a little bit of hate. Breath of the Wild 2 is not on my list. And I want to be extremely clear with you. You all. I'm talking to everybody listening to this. That it would be my number one hands down if we got a title and a release. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. We don't know the title of this game. How can it be my number one? It's that simple. Um, if we got a title. So that would and justify just, that Halo shouldn't be on your list because they didn't give you a release date either. But we have a name. Okay. Have I mean, a name. Hey, I'm just playing devil's advocate. That's all. It's not on my list. But okay. I want to be clear. Halo is my number five. I want to be clear that Breath of the Wild 2 would be my run like far and away. That gameplay blew me away. The, the trailer blew me away. I don't know dick about it in terms of its name or even a month, even a quarter, even a season. If they showed me a sun, at least I'd be like, all right, spring or summer. But we don't know anything, and I don't think it's hitting 2022. So that's why it's not on my list for that reason alone. It would be my number one otherwise. But number three is Starfield. Although it's far away, and although we don't get gameplay, that trailer was an engine, we have an exact release date, and it's space exploration from a, a you know, from a game that I appreciate in Skyrim, but in space, they've sold me. I want to see more. I cannot wait to see more. And I will play it day one on Game Pass. Starfield, when I saw that landscape on that planet of just the space rocks and like it looked like the moon, it blew me the fuck away. I am such a space nerd that anything beyond our solar system just fascinates me. Sometimes I just look up at the sky and think it's a lot closer than it is for an hour, and then I lose track of myself. I'm just a, a nerd for with a great beyond, if you will. So Starfield, my number three. My number two is Metroid Dread. Uh, mm. You know, 16 years in the making, a 2D, a, a new 2D Metroid that's not a remake. Like, and Nintendo's changed its profile picture. It's changed its uh, 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 banner picture. It's tweeting about it all the time. They're putting power behind the marketing of this title, and I'm telling you. If you want Metroid to continue to survive, you have to you have to speak with your wallet on this one. I pray that it does well. I have already pre-ordered it. I will be a part of the mass that plays it. Metroid Dread looks phenomenal, and I cannot wait to get my hands on it this October. And my number one is Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope. Uh, if this game wasn't released earlier, linked, if it wasn't leaked, I would have nerded out about this like I didn't nerd out about anything else. Um that I, I cannot overvalue how much I loved that first game and the accompanying Donkey Kong DLC. It was so good because I never in my lifetime have ever played and beaten a, strate- a strategy game. Never a tactical strategy game. And so this was a brand new style of game for me. And I got into it because of obviously the character and the aesthetic in Mario. And so like, for me to be able to beat that game when I don't have half a damn brain cell, I thought it was perfect from a gameplay perspective. It's a 10 out of 10 game. And now the sequel looks better. You're telling me I can get an 11 out of 10 here? Switch exclusive? I'm in. Let's go. So Starfield, Metroid Dread, Mario Plus Rabbit, Sparks of Hope. Those are my top three. That was E3. And I'm ready for next year. Dude, that, that, was, that was a solid show. Uh, of course, I'm excited next year. That's one. Hopefully, we'll get some uh, more games that I can kind of, you know, whip my beak in. I personally think Sony will never come back. 
But don't be shocked. I mean, now we have state of plays. Don't be shocked if like maybe PSX comes back. But look for a state of play in the next two months. I think you're going to be, if you're a PlayStation fan, I think your appetite is going to be wet. Well, I think your wet appetite will be fed. I don't know the words I'm looking for because it's late. <laughs> it's after 11 o'clock at night and we have to move furniture in the morning and I still have to edit two episodes. Uh, don't be shocked if these episodes drop a little later and I fall asleep while editing. Um, but yeah, everybody, that was E3 2021 and it was a blast. And thank you to everybody who made it possible. Thank you to all the game devs, the ESA, just to in in this crazy world we live in, to have a little bit of normal for a few days was fucking awesome. So thank you. It was great. And, and Sam, thank you for hanging so long and doing two pretty long episodes tonight. Ah, my pleasure, brother. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Go ahead and just keep it rolling and check out episode 241. We drop them simultaneously. So you have two and a half hours of content between these two episodes that dropped today that we hope you enjoy. And we'll see you next week for episode 242. I kind of wish Halo was on PlayStation.